Hello, you're listening to One Seat at a Time, where you'll hear the gospel with songs, messages, Bible discussions, interviews, and much, much more. And now, here's your host, Odell Turner. Hello, this is Odell, and we're glad to have you listening to our podcast today. We hope that you enjoy uh, something that we say uh, today during this message. Get the Lord's laid upon our heart. I want to get right on into it, and I'm not going to waste much time. We do want to say that we are, are dearly in prayer for some friends of ours. Uh, brother used to go to the church that I pastored, uh, Brother Neil Boyd. Uh, has passed away, and we want to send out our condolences to the Boyd family, Brother Joey, Pastor of Barbara Way Church. Um, his dad, uh, Neil Boyd, has passed away, as we said, and we're really um, sad to hear that as an individual and the natural man, but we also know that he's in a better place, and so we are taught that we should rejoice over the going home of uh, Neil Boyd. So God bless that family today as they're going through some difficult times in the natural man today. All right, we won't get on into uh, what the Lord's laid upon our heart. We're going to take our text today from Revelations chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, and it reads like this. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. And in the 18th verse says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. I want to read that one more time. It said, and listen closely to me. 18th verse, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. If you will, pray along with us today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this great day that you've laid upon our heart, Lord, the the uh, things that you've done for us that we don't even think about, such as just breathing your air and the things that we take for granted. But we thank you for all those things that you've blessed us with. But we thank you most of all for your son Jesus that died upon Calvary's cross that we could have life. Lord, we're like a lot of other people. We've lived a life in darkness and we've lived a life in sin and, and we've done those things. But truly, when we came to you and we surrendered everything to you, there was such a great feeling, Lord, of relief and, and excitement and happiness that when you took over our life and we saw the light as our pastor preached today at church, we saw the light and we began to feel a renewing of thy spirit and feel something that we have never felt, Lord, in our life. And we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you've done. Now I ask you to go with us, help us to bring this message the way that you would have us to in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. 
The title today that I would like to use is The Holder of the Keys. I want today to explain one thing to you. If you get nothing else out of this message today, I want you to understand who the holder of the keys really is. I want you to know about the holder of the keys. That is Jesus Christ. He is the holder of the keys. Amen. Keys are, as we know today, an instrument that's used to either lock or unlock things such as chests, safety deposits, boxes, doors, and etc. Amen. The most important key in this world are the keys to hell and death, as mentioned there in the 18th verse. Amen. But the Bible said, when we read there in the 17th verse, he said, I am uh, he that was dead. Amen. But I am alive forevermore. I want to thank God and lift him up today because he is alive. I don't serve a pagan God, a dead God. Amen. I thought about as we went through all the selection, I've heard a lot of people talking about it, and you may get a little upset at some of the things I may say here today, but brother, I'm here to tell you, I'm not worried about what the Democrats want to do. I'm not worried about what the Republicans want to do. I'm not worried about the independent, the Green Party, or anybody else, but I am worried about what Jesus has to say, what thus saith the word of God, because you know why? He holds the key, amen, to hell and death. Oh, I'm going to tell you, there's no way today to get to heaven except through Jesus. He said, I am the way. Amen. Praise God. Oh, I want you to know today, folks, if you don't get anything out of this, as I said before, you need to get one thing is, without Christ, we are nothing. Amen. But through him, we're something today. The Bible said that he that's in us is greater than he that's in the world. I'm not looking for a politician. I'm not looking for the White House. Amen to meet my needs, but I'm looking for Jesus Christ to meet my needs. I'm looking for the one that died on Calvary's cross, that I can have life. And brother, I'm here to tell you one of these days, I'm going to walk right out of this world, as that old song says, I'm going to walk right out of this world and walk right up in the streets of gold in a place called heaven, streets of gold, walls of jasper, and sit down by my Lord and Savior and talk to him for eternity. Praise God. Won't have to worry about elections being rigged and things going on. And I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying some say it is, some say it ain't. They can't get along. There's so much hatred in this world anymore. But oh, I'm here to give you a little good news. I'm here to tell you about a man that has the keys. Praise God. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary explains the a definition in the 11th edition of the, the Merriam Dictionary. The Webster Dictionary defines the word key as a means of gaining or preventing entrance. Amen. To either gain it or to, end, uh, uh, to uh, keep someone out. You can either get in or you can get out by using the key or, or control, it says. But Jesus, the Christ, has the keys to open and to shut the doors of hell and death. 
and those keys are the symbol of his authority. Amen. I want you to know there's no other authority in this world. The President of the United States, the CEOs of big offices, amen. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care what color you are. I don't care who you may be today. There's no one in this world that has the authority that Christ has. God sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should be saved. Amen. I want you to know something today. I'm here to tell you about Jesus, the only hope for this world. I'm not looking for things to get better. I'm looking for things to get worse. Oh, you say you're a doom gloom preacher. No, I'm preaching you what thus saith the word of God. There's coming a time. The Bible said that even the rocks would cry out for him. There's coming a time, the ending. But if you're a child of God, then yes, it's a good time. It's a good time to look at the Bible and see that prophecies are being fulfilled, seeing that time is running out for this old world as we know it. But there's a thing called heaven, not a thing but a place called heaven. Amen. That we as children of God have to look forward to. You may be sick and afflicted. You may have cancer. You may have heart problems. But one day after a while, when we cross over Jordan's River to the other side, we're going to lay all that down. The Bible said that we'll have a brand new body, one made brand new, without sickness, without affliction. There won't be no more crying, no more sadness, no more death, because Christ has the key to hell and death. Praise the Lord. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 22, 22, chapter 22, verse 22, it records Almighty God saying, and the key of the house of David will I lay up on his shoulder so he shall open, so he shall open, and none, N-O-N-E, none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. I want you to know something today. As the prophet Isaiah uh, said in the scripture there that he would open doors and none could shut it or he would shut doors and none could open it. Hey Amen. I'm here to tell you when God opens a door for you, there's no man out there that can shut it. The devil may try to discourage you. He may try to get you to give up. But when God's in it, it'll be done. Amen. If you hang on to God's promises, he will keep the door open for you. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost begin to move upon my heart. Amen. In the New Testament, the Holy Bible, keys are used only in a figuratory, uh, figuratively uh, a symbol of authority, particularly that of the authority of Jesus, the Christ, over the final destiny of individuals, the risen Savior and Lord Jesus the Christ holds the key of David. He controls access controls access to the new Jerusalem by overcoming death. Jesus the Christ has the keys to the world of the death. 
Amen, folks. I want you to know something. Amen. I'm not going to preach that much longer to you today, but oh, I'm here to tell you there was a, a time. Amen. It said, uh, I, I, you know, talked about in there that he has the door. Amen. He is the door, I mean, and he has a free entrance for all. I want you to listen to me today. If you don't know Jesus, there is a door. And I know some of them say it's free. And, and in one sense, it is free. You don't, you can't buy it. You can't pay for it. It's free. But it in one another sense, it's not. The price was paid. Christ paid by giving his life. And you know, that's another thing. They did not take his life. The Roman soldiers didn't take it. He didn't have to let them do it. He did it because he gave his life. Amen. He gave it on Calvary's cross uh, that we could have life. Amen. But he has a free entrance for us all. The most important keys in this world are the keys to hell and to death. Death is a thing talking about sin. Amen. When you die from sin, you die that death so that you can have life on the other side. Amen. Does that mean you'll be perfect? No, sir. No, ma'am. Amen. But it means that you have a new path to walk. And when you make a, a mistake or problem, the power of God will put you in check. Amen. It'll let you know, no, sir. No, ma'am. You should not have done that. And you need to go tell somebody, I'm sorry, or look up to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I want won't do that again. I promise with your help, I'll try not to do it again. Amen. He is the door. No one shall enter except through him. Amen. He's the door to all of the enemy. He's the door for everything. Amen. He's that blessings of grace in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's a door that always is open and accessible. You know, I've worked places when my boss wasn't very accessible. They didn't really want to talk to me because I was too low down on the totem pole, so to speak. But you know what? Christ will always be there. You know, I've called people on my phone to take care of business and only to get an answering machine or get a, a, a busy signal. But Christ will never, amen, you can never get on your knees and call him that you get a busy signal. Now, sometimes you might not get the answer that you want, but you will always get a hold of Christ. He will always hear your cry. He will always hear your prayer. Amen. Amen. The most important keys again to the world is the key to hell and to death. It's through the suffering and death of Jesus Christ on that old rugged cross that they sang so beautifully about. Amen. His resurrection from the death. Oh, I'm so glad that he didn't just die and lay in an old tomb. Amen. But the Bible said the stone was rolled back. He came back. He came out of that old tomb. Amen. And was resurrected because the death and hell could not hold him down. Amen. He was the key. Amen. He's the key to life today. And death could not hold our Savior down. Thank God for that old rugged cross. Oh, I feel this presence today. Amen. Christ obtained the key to hell and death, making himself the key to heaven. Amen. 
Oh, I feel uh, uh, so uh, much of the power and the stirring of God today. I hope you're getting this. Amen. The apostle Matthew in Matthew 27, 51 through 54. Amen. It's recorded that the the events that occurred after the death of Jesus, amen, had this to say. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Oh, from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rented. Oh, in the verse 52, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of saints which slept and rose, verse 53, and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went unto the holy city and appeared unto many, the 54th, and now when the corruption, amen, and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake that those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the son of God. Amen. The prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53, one through five, it was there. It said, has this to say about the holder of the keys? He hath believed our report and whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. Verse 2 says this, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground and hath no form of comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men and man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrow, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten, and God and the afflicted. Amen. But in the fifth verse, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with the stripes ye are healed. Amen. Oh, I'm going to tell you something, folks. I like that last verse. Let me just read that one more time. He was wounded for our transgressions. Amen. Our transgressions against sin, against things that was wrong in our lives. Amen. I'm going to have many of you ever even just stole a piece of bubble gum when you was a kid and you felt bad about it. Amen. Well, Christ died for you stealing that piece of bubble gum. As much as he died for you killing someone, committing a great crime or a small crime, he still died for your transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was had chastisement for our peace was up on him. Amen. He knew that. Amen. When he was in the garden, he said, Father, he didn't want to die. He said, Let, he said not my will be done, but thy will be done. He died on Calvary's cross. He gave his life. He gave his 
so we could have life, so that our transgressions would be forgiven them, so that our iniquities, our bruisings would be healed, so that our, 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 we would have peace, amen, so that we could have the stripe for the healing, amen. They striped him on his back, they beat him, amen, that we could be healed, not that we might be healed, but it said we are healed, Amen. Oh, I'll tell you what, folks, I feel it. The Apostle Paul, read this. He said he tells the church at Corinth and, he, and to us in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55, it says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Jesus the Christ is the triumph holder of the keys. Know that sin, my brothers and sisters, will jam the keyhole and lock an individual's entrance into heaven. Block an individual's entrance into heaven. Sin will lock him or her out of eternal life. With Almighty God. The good news, however, is that all of the issues of death are the disposal at the disposal of the elders and brothers of Jesus. Amen. The Christ. Nobody can die unless Jesus the Christ unlocks the door of death. For the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Amen. Oh, I'm here to tell you something. Amen. The devil's tried to tell you that he's going to take your life or you're going to die from this. You know, COVID come along not too long ago, and I told people, I said, I'm not scared of COVID. Amen. Because I'll tell you what, oh, I, I'm here to tell you, I'm, I'm naturally a, a flesh man, and I, I did worry about things like leaving my family and so forth. But I wasn't worried about COVID killing me. Amen. You know why? Because the only one that has the authority to take my life, amen, or allow me to uh, uh, be exposed and die is Jesus Christ. I don't care how many vaccinations you take, and this may not go over well, but you can take 100 vaccinations, and God still may allow you to die because Ecclesiastes chapter 1, or verse 3, it says there's a time to die, a time to uh, uh, be born, a time to, uh, amen, to cry, a time to uh, laugh. There's a time for everything. And brother, when it's your time to go, you'll go. Oh, I'm here to tell you a lot of people don't believe that. And some say, well, you need to use wisdom. Amen. The Bible says that, but it's talking about spiritual wisdom. Oh, praise God. I'm here to tell you what we need to do is turn more things over to God and quit worrying about what the doctors say and quit worrying about what the politicians say, but what saith the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If we get so wrapped up in God's word like we get wrapped up in Dr. Fetchy, or we get wrapped up in, in the president of the United States, if we would just believe in Christ like we do all those people, we'd be so much better off. I may not pronounce his name right, Dr. Fauci. Amen. I, I don't know if I did or not, but something told me to go back and say that. Amen. I believe it was the Lord said that. Folks, I'm here to tell you something. Time is running out. Time is swiftly running out. And Jesus is our only answer. Somebody told me the other day, and I'm going to close with this. This old world said it's terrible. It's just really getting bad. 
And I told him I thought about it for a second. I said, no, there's nothing wrong with this world. Now listen at me. There's nothing wrong with this world. Why? Because the Bible said all good and perfect gifts come from above. Everything good comes from heaven, comes from God. The world was created by him. God created this world. He created the oceans. He created the the plants. He created everything that we see today. God created them things. Only the things that's in this world that's become corrupt has become corrupt by man. And when I say man, I'm talking about woman, man and woman. But the Bible speaks about mankind. And when man corrupted things, the world seen bad. But the world's not bad. It's the people in the world that has become so corrupt. Even the church world today has become so worldly that you cannot tell the church from the world. Folks, I'm here to tell you, a lot of people say, well, you can you can be so hard that you can't make it, but I'm here to tell you something. The Bible said, as our pastor said today, the way that leads to heaven is a broad way. The way that leads to, uh, uh, the way that leads to heaven is a narrow way. The way that leads to hell is a broad way. Amen. But I'm here to tell you something. Not everybody's going to be found on that road that leads to heaven because it's a narrow way. And not everything it says, the Bible said that someone will say, Lord, Lord, haven't we prophesied in thy name, cast out devils in thy name? And I'm not quoting that exactly, but that's what I'm paraphrasing that. He said, Lord, Lord, haven't we prophesied, cast out devils in thy name? And he said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you. Amen. Because there's going to be many people that sit right inside the church house that's backslid, that don't even know the Lord. Amen. People have got their minds upon materially things more than they have spiritual things. Oh, I'm here to tell you today, we better call upon that maker. Amen. Jesus Christ, the one that has the keys to death and hell. Amen. The holder of the keys, Jesus Christ. I want you to know about him today. Now, if you've heard this, so you have no excuse when you stand before him, you've heard the preaching of God's word. You know today that you need to fall down on your knees. I'm going to give this opportunity as we go off the air here. We're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to meet your needs. And I want you to just bow your heads wherever you're at. If you feel like God's tugging at your heart, you need to give your heart to him. Maybe you've never, ever been in church in your entire life. I want you to just pray along. And you might say, I don't know how to pray. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done, and I want you to come into my life. That's all you have to do. There's no certain way. Just talk to him, just like you would your dad or your mom or anybody else. Just talk to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry for the way that I've lived. I want to live a better life. I want you to come in. How will I know when Jesus saves me? You'll know. Amen. Nobody will have to tell you. You'll feel that. Amen. I've heard a lot of people express it, and even for me, it felt like about a 1,000-pound weight come off me. Amen. You'll feel something in you. You'll know, amen, a lot of people say it's not about feeling, and I agree that you can't live by feelings alone, but I'm here to tell you, if I take a match and stick it to your hand, you're going to feel it, amen, so when the power of God comes in your life, Amen. You're going to feel something. Amen. This is not a dead uh, a salvation. It's not a, a dead God we serve. He is alive forevermore. Amen is what the scripture said. I want you to bow your heads with us. And if you're backslid upon the Lord, maybe a backslidden 
preacher. Hey, man, maybe somebody out there that used to preach the word of God's backslid upon him. Maybe somebody out there that's turned away from him. Hey, man, that used to be a deacon. Maybe you just even went to church and you backslid. It's, it's easy a lot of times to do to go to church and sit and go to sleep spiritually. And next thing you know, you're not wanting to go to church anymore. I want you to pray along with us and ask God to bring you back in and let you feel the presence like you've never felt before. In Jesus' name, we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, and Lord, as we come before you and we pray, Lord, I can't really physically reach out and hold their hands, but Lord, I'm spiritually putting my hand out for them today. Lord, holding on to their hand. Lord, I pray for that sinner man, woman, boy, or girl that's listening to me. Lord, that they'll say to Jesus that they're sorry for the life that they've lived. Lord, that they'll come home to you. Lord, that they'll say, Lord, I want to be more like you every day. I want to make heaven my home. I I want to meet that one that's a key holder. I want to talk to Jesus. I, I want that authority figure in my life. I don't have a daddy or I don't have a mama. I need the authority of Jesus Christ in my life. Father, I pray, Lord, if there's a backslidden preacher that used to stand behind your sacred desk and preach the word of God. Lord, I pray that you'll get a hold of them and give them a good spiritual shaking. Let them feel your presence once again. Let them know that you are the key holder. And Lord, without you, will not none make it. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'll help them. Lord, time's running out. We need more soldiers of the cross today. Lord, I pray if there's one, any thousands, hundreds, two or three that might be sick and, and Lord have problems wrong with their body. Lord, you said by his stripes we were healed. Amen. I want you to touch their bodies. Lord, let them feel the power, the anointing of God. Let them he feel the healing virtue run through their body. Lord, that that healing will take place this moment. And, Lord, we ask you all these things in thy precious and holy name because it's without you and before you that we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh, I praise God. I, I hope that you enjoyed today's message. We try to give you what God lays on our heart. If you'd like to contact us, you can do that at kyjava1997 at bellsouth.net. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. God bless you until our next podcast.